Shock the system. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wrestle Life Matt, Carol's husband, and welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 29. And today we're here to tell you about the debut of NXT on USA Network. Well, 50% of a debut, because only half of it was on USA Network. But we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about well, it was a very interesting show, and it was mostly a very good show. It wasn't all good, but it was it was pretty good. I'm here with BWC, my beautiful wife, Carol. And, uh, Carol, you've actually only seen, other than TakeOver's, four, five episodes of NXT? A handful or so, enough to know that I love Purple Dreams and I can't stand Matt Riddle. I think she might hate Matt Riddle more than Sami Zayn. That's, and, that's accurate. And if you listened to the SmackDown episode yesterday... You will know that she very much dislikes Sami Zayn. And before you guys get angry at her, she's only known this goofball, ridiculous Sami Zayn. She hasn't known amazing Sami Zayn. So, you know, give her give her the benefit of the doubt. Today is September 20th, 2019, and we're here to tell you about this day in wrestling history. You think that one will make Chris happy? That was pretty exuberant. I know that was that was my goal. It was it was very loud. Uh, the the sound waves on the lines on the the screen here as we're recording, it's it's outrageous. So what you're telling me is I need to apologize to the people wearing headphones right now. Absolutely. I am very sorry, everyone. Fifteen years ago today, on WWE Raw, future pressure cooker salesman Gene Snitsky gave out his famous line it wasn't my fault and i can't tell you why he said that because it will be on a future best and worst because who boy was it bad and yes it was very very bad but 14 years ago today on wwe smackdown in lubbock texas bobby lashley debuted the first time for WWE, and he beat Simon Dean. Anyone remember Simon Dean? No? Okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's this day in wrestling history. We're also going to give you one more segment before we get into NXT, and we're going to give you your wrestling word of the day. Carol, what is today's wrestling word of the day? Today's wrestling word of the day is over. So as a casual fan who's just getting uh, back into watching wrestling with hubs um i have heard him use some words that i have never heard used this way before and so i said uh i would like to know what this means why are you using words like that that way and so through observation and questioning i've learned uh some things and so i thought i would share them with other casual fans who may not know how the lingo works so our word of the day is over so in traditional English, we would use the word over to refer to something being directly above something else. Uh, We might also in slang say, I'm over it. Like, I'm tired of this. I don't want any more of it. However, I've I've learned that it means something else in, in the wrestling world. So over in the wrestling world can mean a couple of different things, but basically it means to make something look good. So if Seth Rollins is going to put The Fiend over. He's going to let The Fiend win, and he's going to make him look good. That way the fans will care about him. If they want to put NXT over, they're going to put on a really good show, and they're going to promote it on Raw and SmackDown. If they want to 
make the Intercontinental Championship over, which, who boy, don't get me started on that. But if they want to put the Intercontinental Championship over, they're going to have a long reign with someone, and maybe they'll have some really good, solid matches and a lot of title defenses. So, yeah, that is your wrestling word of the day. It's very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Because I found uh, you saying things like, uh, so-and-so is so over. And to me, it sounded like he was finished. He was done. <laughs> but no, he's just getting started. Not only are we entertaining, we're also educational. Teacher life. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, NXT debuted with Triple H's big ugly mug. You're not ugly, Trips. I apologize. His face was on the screen, and it was great. And I've read Twitter. I know what you think. Some of you hated this because you're like, oh, well, we got to have the new guys, and I guess WWE is going to do the same thing and have one of the authority on. But let me tell you, this was perfect because Triple H built this this brand from the ground up. I saw someone in a on a uh, YouTube comment say that NXT that he was the godfather of NXT, and that couldn't be more true. He was only on the show for 30 seconds. And they went through this whole promo. They highlighted all of the wrestlers. And at the end, he said, we are NXT. Let us show you. And then this whole package, you realize that at least the last line was live. And he turns around and pulls back the curtain to Full Sail University. It was absolutely perfect. A great opening of the show. I loved this. I agree. Uh, very, very punchy way to get it started. Yeah, it was just so good. It was so good. Um, so then we went straight into the first match of the night. And it opened with a Fatal 4-Way women's match. With Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae Gargano. And this match was so good. It was so good. And I just had so much fun watching it. And I can't even begin to explain why. Like, it was just, it was so interesting and so different and so un-WWE. And if you've been watching NXT a while, you know that that's, that, that's normal, right? It's not that uncommon. But... It was just, it was great. Candice LeRae wound up winning. Uh, she did a Poison Rana on Mia Yim and did a Springboard Moonsault. She basically, it's the it's the lion, uh, the lion salt that Chris Jericho does uh, and won. And then after that, she goes up the ramp and Shayna Baszler and her two little goons, I don't remember their names, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir or something like that. Um, they were kind of surrounding her and Shayna Baszler got in her face. And it was a good way to, to end this spot. And I, I've also read, I've been doing some research for the show since it's a really big show. And I've seen a lot of people say, this is what AEW needs to do. And you know what? You're right. I've been following AEW since they've come around. They're based out of Jacksonville. I'm based out of Jacksonville. And I, I, I've watched and I, I've heard the complaints about the women's, uh, the women's division in AEW. And I don't necessarily believe that it's weak and they aren't focusing on it. But shots fired, man, because NXT is absolutely focusing on it. This match was awesome. And the only reason it's not the best of the night is because this show was just so good and there were so many good matches. It was an absolute blast. What did you think? Agreed. It was great. Um, and definitely, definitely a nod towards AEW 
kind of a hey, you know, this is what we can do. What what you got? Right. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Um, so yeah, the, basically the 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 we basically cut a commercial after that, and Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, um, who are both incredible, are advertised for next week. I'm assuming it'll probably be the main event. I'm not sure, but uh, that's a really big match. And if you don't know Dominic Dijakovic, he was the guy that wrestled Luke Harper at Worlds Collide. So if you remember the last time before Luke Harper made his you know big return on Sunday, that was the last time he wrestled. And I believe, if, I, if I'm correct, that was WrestleMania weekend. Cameron Grimes came out and he beat Sean Maluda, who I believe is... Uh, I don't follow NXT religiously, but I do watch it quite a bit. Uh, and I've I've never heard of Sean Maluda, so I'm going to assume that he's just a guy. He's probably in uh, their developmental, and they wanted to put him on TV a little bit because Cameron Grimes, who also is no way is a finished product because I've seen him, and nothing against the guy. I'm sure he's going to be a great wrestler one day. Maybe he will. He's got a very interesting look, um, but he beat him in three seconds. He basically came out. He did his finisher. It was over. Um, not the kind of over that we were just talking about, by the way, but camera graphs did get put over. Um, it was, it was fine. I know you really hated this and I, I didn't love it, but I'm okay with someone that's not finished, come out and win a match. As long as this isn't something he does every single week, like the Viking Raiders did for like three months. Agreed. It was fine, but can we talk about his hair? Yes. The man has fine hair. I mean, that's pan- that's uh, that's Tresemme ooh la la hair. What products are you using, Cameron Grimes? Because I need me some of that. So at Cameron Grimes, if you could please let us know what you use in your hair, my wife would be very appreciative. Now, let's get on to the best match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, this was the main event on USA Network, and you had. Velveteen Purple Dreams, my wife's, I believe, favorite NXT superstar. Yeah, love me some Purple Dreams. Against Roderick Strong, and I absolutely love Roderick Strong. I've been following him since TNA, um, back when he was teaming with Austin Aries. Absolutely wonderful worker. And uh, this match went back and forth. It ended with Roddy doing his finisher and uh, not being able to put him down not been able to put Velveteen Dream down. And this is right after Adam Cole and the rest of Undisputed Era came out. They surrounded the ring. Uh, Velveteen actually was able to hit his rolling finisher on um, on Roderick Strong. And then one of the, I think it was Bobby Fish, I can't remember, one of the Undisputed guys distracted the ref. Uh, Velveteen went up to the top rope and Adam Cole kicked him in the face. Roddy did another finisher. And Roderick Strong is your new North American champion. Boo! And this was so great. And the reason this was so great is because Undisputed Era, who are one of the best factions in WWE history, and absolutely the best faction in recent memory, uh, they've they've got all four titles now. So this is really great because if you're a hardcore fan, you're like, yes, these guys that I love all have the titles. And if you're a casual fan, you go, all right, why do all these guys have the titles? They must be important. So I I loved this. I thought it was great. The match was terrific. I know that you really wanted Purple Dreams to retain. I did. But my boy Velveteen Dream has been the North American champion for quite some time. And you know what? He's probably going to move on to bigger and better things anyway. So everything's good. All is right in the world. And then you, the, it ended on USA Network. 
and then we move to the WWE Network. What did you think of this match? Uh, I enjoyed it. I was sad uh, how it ended, but that's all right. It was good. It was an enjoyable match. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great. Um, the WWE Network opening was kind of weird. They... So basically what they did was they did the whole intro thing again. They did the then, now, and forever. Undisputed Era is still out there. And then they do a recap of what happened throughout the first hour of the show, which was really weird because anyone that is basically, I mean, they were back to back. It was like one show. It was just on showing on two different networks. So it's like, oh, well, maybe if you don't have USA Network, here's what you missed, Mm -hmm. which I guess is fine. I just for some for someone that just watched it, I mean, I just watched it i watched it and then five minutes later it's like guess what just happened and i'm like okay and that's a very raw and smackdown thing to do and oh my gosh it happens all the time and the roman reigns storyline with eric rowan has been miserable about showing these replays i mean at one point i think they showed the same replay four different times and it absolutely drove me crazy Uh, so it was fine i don't mean to cut you off i'm sorry It, it was fine it just it was unnecessary. Show this next week. It was fine. I, I think it, you can go either way. It, it provides some consistency for somebody who's picking it up in the second hour and didn't get to watch the first hour. Um, but if you did watch the whole thing, again, it kind of gives you a, a seeg into we're on the other network now and we're picking up the second hour. But it, it's also got that that uncomfortable, oh, we're, we're showing flashbacks of things that just happened 20 minutes ago. And that's what they do on Raw and SmackDown. So, ah, it didn't bother me when you bring it up. It's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of clunky. Um, yeah. But it didn't really phase me as I was watching. Okay, that's fine. Um, the opening match for the WWE Network version of the second hour uh, was Pete Dunne, and he defeated Arturo Ruiz. I hope I got his name right. He basically did – he was really interesting, and I haven't seen him before, so forgive me uh, if he's been around a while because I don't know who the guy is. But he had this like Brazilian jiu-jitsu vibe. He had some really, really cool kicks that I really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, Pete Dunne really put this guy over. There you go. Look, I'm using it already. Thank you for that word of the day. Uh, Pete Dunne didn't need to because he's he's the major superstar in this match. But this match was really, really good. Uh, Ruaz got, definitely got some offense in. The match ended with Pete Dunne basically snapping his fingers in half and bending his wrist and arm back in the strange-looking arm bar. And uh, Ruiz, he, he tried to fight it for just a couple seconds, but he tapped out, and uh, Pete Dunne got another win. Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you think about Pete Dunne? Are you a big fan? Um, I'm not decided. Okay. Uh, I'm not, not a fan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm going I'm, to I'm hold off on my answer to that. Okay. Well, Pete Dunne actually is... Uh, the longest reigning WWE champion or of any WWE title in forever. It's like 685 days. That's impressive. Yeah. It's almost two years until, and, until Walter beat him. So. And I think they mentioned tonight he's been training, he's been wrestling and, and prepping for this career since he was like 12. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's awesome. Absolutely crazy. He obviously absolutely loves professional wrestling. So we followed that up with Zaya Lee and she beat Aaliyah. Um, this this was really the low point of the show. I like Zia Lee. I don't know a lot about her, but she was very interesting to watch. Uh, she did screw up a top rope move, mm. but it's fine. You know, I, I don't want people to forget that NXT is developmental. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason that they do this is so they can bring them up to Raw and SmackDown. 
And I know a lot of people have been saying this is the third brand, and WWE has even said that. But as far as we know, plans are to continue bringing people up to Raw and SmackDown. So we'll see how that goes. Either way, she was impressive. Um, Aaliyah was not. There was this weird spot where Zaya basically tripped her and she jumped over Zaya's legs. Like it was, it was just weird. The match was only a couple minutes long. This was a standard Raw or SmackDown squash match. It was, it, it, I, I can't sugarcoat it. It wasn't good. And the fact that it was on NXT made it really stand out because we already had so much more wrestling. And I understand that they're like, we have this, you know, the top of our women's card is absolutely incredible, and they want to show more of that, right? I just, I didn't get it. I think this match could have been saved for another night. This is our opening night, right? you know, first night on the networks, and, and I think this match could have been saved for another night. Um, I liked it. I like Zia Lee. She had a lot of charisma, I feel like. Okay. Tenacity, and she, mm-hmm. she was very present. Um, in the ring. Um, but yeah, overall it wasn't that exciting and it could have, it could have been saved for another day. She has a very unique look too. Mm, I, I like that. I thought her gear was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. So we go to commercial and we come back and Denzel Dijonet. I have no idea who this is, but his pants were awesome. Look like he stepped out of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> it was great. You said that. I shouldn't take credit for that. And we learned that he's going to wrestle Kushida. Well, or is he? Because Imperium comes out and absolutely mauls him. Just absolutely destroys him. The crowd are chanting, we want Walter. And then Imperium throws this guy out of the ring. They put their hands behind their back. They stare at the entrance ramp. The lights go out. And Walter's music hits. And people are singing with this lyricless music, right? Like, (laughs) they are into this. And his UK belt looks so good. It looks so good. So he walks out. He gets into the ring. He cuts a promo. It was a fine promo, but it didn't really matter. What really mattered was Kushida interrupted him. He came out. He beat the other three guys up for Imperium. Uh, He and Walter got into a back and forth. He escaped out of the ring, and they were mouthing that they wanted to fight each other. So I'm assuming that Kushida and Walter are going to have a match. And it's going to be great. Mm. It's going to be absolutely great. I love Kushida, too. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a casual wrestling fan, so you don't know a lot about either of these guys. Is that correct? That's correct. But Kushida is like an eight-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Walter is like a legend in the UK. So the fact that these two guys are getting together is nuts. So like hardcore, especially independent wrestling fans, are marking out right now. And Mark, another wrestling word of the day that we'll talk about sometime. Following this, we had Oni Larkin versus the returning Leo Rush. And I thought it was kind of weird because right before that, they announced that this was the match. And I think if Leo Rush would have just came out, it would have been more exciting. I think that the the preview graphic kind of ruined it. Uh, Either way, it was really cool. This match also was awesome. It was absolutely incredible. We all know how good Oni Larkin and Leo Rush are, but it ended on this, like, crazy springboard like he basically jumped into the bottom rope and sat down on it and then bounced back up and hit only Lorcan with a stunner and it was just such a cool moment there were so many cool spots in this match you need to go back and watch this match you really need to go back and watch the show it was so good um 
it, this was for the number one contendership match, or this was a number one contendership match to wrestle Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm assuming this is uh, the end of 205 Live because they have been rumoring that, and they're going to absorb those guys in the NXT, which will fit perfectly. And uh, yeah, this match was cool. Uh, that wasn't the end of the match, and I apologize if I said that it was. They actually ended with a frog splash. It was cool. A lot of people in the WWE do a frog splash. It's fine. I know we have a lot of RVD and Eddie Guerrero fans, but his looks really cool. It's like a split-legged frog splash, and he's really small, so he can fly really high. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I love Leo Rush. I hope he got his affairs in order. I'm glad he's back. And once again, the room was very much into it. I mean, they were chanting, let's go Leo, owning Lorcan, back yep. and forth for a long time. It was it was a lot of energy in the room, and Leo was brings a lot of energy to the ring. Um, now that he's getting a chance to wrestle and not just be speaking for somebody, he's actually yep. in the ring. Mm-hmm. He brings a lot of energy into the ring, and he I, does. I like that. I thought it was great. He does. There was one weird spot at the end, though, and you uh, you want to talk about that? How Orny Lorcan uh, kind of just kind of raised his leg there? Oh, yeah. Can we just – we have it – I see this happen. I said, I said, well, go back and see it again. Uh, he – he he's – Orny Lorcan's on the ground. Leo, you know, goes does the cover. And he's reaching for his leg, and Oni Lorcan's leg just sort of raises on its own, <laughs> of its own volition. So that was a little, that took you out of the, the moment a yeah. little bit. Yeah, broke yeah. the wall. So it was a little weird. There were a couple little spots in this show like that, and where like Aaliyah just kind of was supposed to be tripped, but kind of jumped over Zaylee's leg. And there were a couple small spots, but again, you said developmental, and and we're you know this is a big night, and there's probably a lot of nerves involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I certainly can't. I mean, I don't know how you feel when I'm nervous to get up in front of people. My stomach's a mess. I don't know how people go and do these physical things. Yeah, any type of physical movement when you're nervous. So big shout out to anybody on the stage in the room who was feeling any nerves at all to be able to perform and do these things is awesome at yeah. any time. Yeah. So. so it was, but it was, it was really good. Then we move on to the main event and it's bro. Bro. That's uh, your favorite wrestler, Matt Riddle. Not you. And he wrestled Nikki Cross's husband, mm. Killian Dane. And this okay so this is the very first main event of NXT and i i liked it okay so i don't want to give too much hate on it but it it ended in a no contest so the first episode of NXT was ended in something that you, like you would see on raw and it's supposed to be the alternative so again i liked this it was very interesting it gave some unique looks and i'll get into that in just a second but I don't want the first episode of NXT to end in a no contest. All right? So I just want to get that out there. Matt Riddle wrestled Killian Dane for like two minutes. And then they go into the crowd. I'm sorry. They, they go into the outside area. And then there's a door to what I assume is backstage. They go out there. You see the Forgotten Sons. They're still fighting. They're beating each other up. And uh, Imperium's like sitting outside. And for some crazy reason, Walter attacks Matt Riddle. Well, that then you see Imperium. They're like all ganging up on Matt Riddle. Where come the Street Profits? And the Street Profits are helping out Matt Riddle. And then here come the Forgotten Sons. And like just more and more people. Pete Dunn get in there. 
and it was it, basically Mar- Mauro Ronaldo says the entire NXT locker room is emptying, and they get in this huge brawl. <laughs> Every word for brawl is used yes. by the announcers. Yes, we had such words as fracas and brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. It, it was great. So they they go out and they go back into the ring, but not just them. The whole NXT locker room is following them inside. Mm. And there's this huge brawl. Well, Riddle and Killian Dana are in the ring. And the match has been going like six or seven minutes. And it's a street fight, okay? No disqualification. And they get pulled apart. And then the match the match is just over. And I feel like we just saw this. Did we not? Hmm. I was into it when it was like, oh, everybody's getting involved and it's a big brawl. That's kind of cool. But I would like to have seen them bring it back in. Right. And in the match. Um, I think we didn't even see Matt Riddle before before it ended. We saw Killian Dane and yeah. all these people. And I was like, where's Matt Riddle? Yeah. And they didn't even go find him and get him on camera. Get a shot of where he is. Yeah, he's supposed to be a big superstar. And then the show ended. And so I kind of felt, uh, not, a, not a Riddle fan. But I kind of felt like he got slided a little bit because they didn't even end with with a shot of where is he in all of this. So that was a little bit. It's just awkward. It was a little bit awkward, and yeah. I didn't care for uh, for it. But we just saw this weird no contest thing with Bailey and Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. and I did not want to see it on NXT. I'm sorry. And as I say this, in two weeks on a Wednesday night Dynamite, we're going to end AEW with a no contest, and I hope not. But. Yeah, it was it was just weird. Like it, the show ended with Killian Dane doing a suicide dive on like six giant dudes, and it just faded to black. Yeah. And, and again, it was really cool and it was really unique. But you, you got to finish the match if it's going to be a street fight. It could have not have been a street fight. It could have been a normal match, and it could have descended into chaos, and that would have been fine. But no, it was a street fight. What what happened? Mm-hmm. The the whole thing lasted maybe nine minutes, and I don't know. It was just it was just very WWE, and I I didn't like that part of it all at all. So I'm really mixed on this segment, as you can probably tell by going, oh, I liked it. It was unique, but I hated it. So I I don't know, but I just I hope they do better next week, and I believe they will. Now, my sweet angel, if you were to grade the very first USA Network fifty percent. NXT episode. I know this is probably going to be a hard one for you. What would you grade it? This is difficult for me because of my tendency to want to give everybody, uh, you know, a break. Uh, so I'm looking at it's their it's the first one. Um, it's it's you know, I don't know. It's, uh, this is hard. I, I should have thought of this ahead of time. I knew you were going <laughs> to ask me. You always ask. Um. All right. So what did we have? I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run through the things that were great. So okay. we we opened up with uh, Punchy Triple H appearance. I thought that was a nice way to open it up. Mm-hmm. I do. I think that's a nice way to open it up and and say here we are. This is what we're doing. We had a really cool women's match. Um, we had Cameron Grimes' fabulous hair. Uh, <laughs> we had we got to see Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream. Didn't end the way I wanted to, but it was a great match. So that doesn't matter to me. Um, we had good stuff. I. Uh, this, we had we had got to see Kushida and uh, Walter, so it didn't end great. Um, we got Leo Rush back doing cool stuff, looking great. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a break. I'm gonna give him an A minus. A minus. That's a really good. Minus. That's really good. So I have a couple things that I would have done differently if I were booking NXT. And the first thing I would have done is I would have put the Street Profits in a match. Mm. I think they're very unique. They're on Raw, so people have seen them. And they're so fun. They come out through the crowd. The crowd absolutely loves them with their red cups. I think they probably should have had a match here. Um, but my my biggest complaint is my favorite NXT wrestler, who is known as Mr. NXT, was not on the show. And his wife won the first match. Where was Johnny Gargano on the very first NXT? He was just on last week saying, I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. And you have the very first NXT, yeah. and he's not on there. Yeah. Now, I do want to say I'm not going to let that lower my grade, but I do think that the grade probably would have been higher if he would have had a match. Yeah. I do. So... Um, another thing that, that was kind of weird is they didn't really have a lot of angles, which is great. Wrestling is, is uh, NXT is supposed to be the alternative. So you don't want Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon talking for 30 minutes, but at the same time, what kind of angles did they really do? I mean, I'm looking over everything here and other than the, the Kushida Walter thing, like they didn't really do anything other than the very end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shanna Baszler coming out for Candice Array. So you had two hours and you had a bunch of wrestling. I'm not going to complain about that because I, I watch wrestling for wrestling. Yeah. But I do think that especially if you want to bring in the casual fans, you do need some sort of angles. With that said, I hope that changes. But there were three absolutely incredible matches on this show. And there were only three matches on SmackDown, period. <laughs> so this show gets a solid B+. I believe you can do better NXT. But B+, is really good really really good so don't disappoint me and keep it up and please let johnny gargano be on the show next week also have adam cole wrestle he's your world champion highlight him let him do more than kick purple dreams in the head all right yes i know his name is velveteen dream that is what we decided to call him especially when bwc is sitting next to me because that that is what she refers to him as i honestly forget that it's velveteen dream i was trying to think of it today i'm like what is this real moniker and i couldn't think of it. think of his giant velvet pants it's purple but he's always purple <laughs> it's purple velvet it's pants purple dreams you're probably right you're probably right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight remember we will be continuing to do raw smackdown and nxt and in two weeks we will be debuting the show that reviews aew wednesday night dynamite now i do want to say because our workload is going to be Picking up so much is, is very possible that you won't have three or four of us on the same show. Uh, it'll probably be split. You may only have two of us on some shows. It's even possible you may only have one because we want to start doing even more. So these review shows will probably be a little bit shorter than usual. Uh, I think right now we're around the you know 31-minute mark. So uh, just continue to expect that. Let us know what you think. And if there's anything you want us to do for the best and the worst, which I mentioned yesterday, which is going to be... I'm showing Carol and perhaps some other goobers one of the greatest wrestling matches or uh, uh, angles or interviews of all time and also one of the worst. If you have any ideas, shoot me a message. I will be happy to insert that. Other 
goobers. Other goobers. Other. Yes. Other goobers might show up. Other. Other goobers. Other. Other goobers. Other. This has been episode 29. Thank you so much. You can follow us all on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. You can follow Kyle at Kyle.Polly. You can follow Chris at Wrestle Life Hill. You can follow BWC, my beautiful wife Carol, at Carolson on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. Like, share, and subscribe. Please tell your friends, especially when AEW debuts. We want to have a really good show. We really want to get the word out. Again, one last time, thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. We're really glad that you're our friends. And this is a friendship that will never, ever end.